0: Hey, Reach Paramount! Welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. This morning, I just want to uh, continue our series here. I know there's so many things I could minister. I can minister on Memorial Day and the sacrifice that was done for us. Um, and actually, today is what we call Pentecostal Sunday. And uh, it's the remembering the day of Pentecost, 40 days after the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, But we're going to continue this series' wisdom. We had a number of things happen the last few Sundays. Uh, Last week we had our evangelist David Digger Hernandez. How many enjoyed that? Last Sunday was just a tremendous time. And then the, the Sunday before that, we had the wisdom from the moms, right? Mother's Day. Moms bring a lot of wisdom to us. And so we appreciate that. In fact, why don't you turn to your neighbor right now and say, You're in the right place at the right time right now. And so I'm going to talk about wisdom and I'm going to go as fast as I can here. But there's a story in the Bible about King Solomon. And when he becomes the king, God speaks to him in a dream and tells him, I'll give you anything that you want. And most of us would say, man, give me a million dollars. You know, take care of my enemies, right? Or let let me get back at this person, perhaps, whatever your request might have been. But his request, King Solomon's request was, Lord, I need wisdom. Give me some wisdom. And God told him, because you didn't ask for wealth, because you didn't ask for fame, because you didn't ask for any of those things or for pleasure or any of these things or comfort, I'm going to give you wisdom, but I'm going to bless you more than anyone else I've ever blessed. I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you wealth. I'm going to give you fame. I'm going to give you all of these things because you asked for wisdom more than any of these things and so this morning I'm going to minister on wisdom today wisdom with our finances wisdom with money today and so this kind of kind of be a different message but I think it'll help you and uh how many would say out there man I could I could use if I just had a little bit more money, life would be better. How many would raise their hand and say, If I had a little bit more money, life would be better. Some of you are out there not raising your hand. You're a liar, liar, a pants are on fire. I mean, uh, a lot of us today would probably could use a little bit more finances. Uh, Dave Ramsey says this, Money's fun if you got some, right? <laughs> we just need some. But how many would admit... That when we had money, we wasted money. We probably made a lot of bad decisions when it comes to money. And so I want to talk about wisdom and money. And so if you're out there today and uh, you always say, well, the church, that's all they want is your money. I'm here, seriously, listen to me. We're a church that doesn't want your money. We don't want your money, seriously. We don't. We want you to experience generosity. We want you to experience generosity because we believe that a fully devoted follower of Christ, generosity is a huge part of it, and money is just a two. How many would say amen? amen? And so we want you to experience this because many of us don't realize the gift and the blessing of generosity. And so let me read a scripture, and then we're going to pray. Proverbs 22, verse 7. The rich rules over the poor... And the borrower is a servant to the lender. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is a servant to the lender. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you today for the people of God. I pray today, God, that you'd open our hearts, our soul, and our mind. Lord, we need some wisdom. We need wisdom with our lives, wisdom in relationship, wisdom with our mouth wisdom with our finances we need wisdom in so many areas and i pray today god that the people would hear the voice behind the voice i pray for your anointing in jesus name and everyone said amen Amen. and so if you were uh if you didn't come wednesday night i talked about wisdom with your mouth i know we need to watch what we say And what we say really makes a difference. I made a statement, change your words and you'll change your world. What you say does make a difference. What comes out of your mouth comes out of your heart. And so this morning I want to talk about our finances. And the Bible says that the poor is a slave or in debt or a servant Uh, to the one or to the lender in other words if we're not careful financially we become a slave or we become bondage because of our debt and many of you might be out there you said man if i had a little bit more money i could do this Uh, you ever hear this story you know you ever hear people say this you say hey why don't you marry her i don't have enough money to get married why don't you have another child i don't have enough money to have another child why don't you know why don't you get a bigger home i don't have enough money and uh, man i would i would help people out if i just had enough money i would go on that mission trip if i just had enough money i would give more if i just had enough money and can i just tell you when we're strapped that means we're in some kind of bondage. And let me qualify this because most of us, when we come to finances, we don't like to talk about it, but how many know it's real? Yeah. They say that in the United States, 136% of all households, or I should say the household debt in the U.S. is 136%. What that means is that you owe 100% of what you make and 36% above that. That's pretty, that's pretty scary. That's a scary number. They say that the average credit card debt, when you average all the people in the United States, is 7500 They said by the time you're 21, year old, 21 years old, you will owe about $11,000. And by the time you're 28, after college and all these tuition fees, you will owe up to $30,000. So, many of us today don't realize that debt is not as normal as we think it is. We think that's normal. We think, well, you know, I got a house payment, I got a car payment, I got a student loan, I got, you know, this loan, that loan, this loan, and we don't realize today that that's not the kingdom of God. Now, listen to me. Hear me out clearly today. Money is one of the most visible measurements of the condition of your heart. Money really tells us where your heart is. One of the best outward measurements of your inward spiritual condition is your money. I didn't say this. Look at what Jesus said, Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, that is where your heart is also. And so what I'm going to try to do today is kind of give you some financial tips. Is that all right? I'm going to help you out. Give you a, you're going to go through a little financial class here in the next 30 minutes, and I'm going to try to show you a little bit to help you with your finances, because a lot of us today don't have what we call a budget. How many have ever heard of a budget? Budget is you don't spend more than what you have, and you only spend the money that you're able to allocate it for that. In other words, you don't borrow from your mortgage or your rent money, right, or your utility money. You only have enough money for what it was designated for. Yes. Have you ever heard of save money? You actually save some money? Yes. All right, I'm going to get on something here. You guys, you guys aren't happy about this. Now, here's what I want to tell you today. When we talk about finances and we talk about the Bible, many of us don't realize that Jesus, two-thirds... Of all the stories that Jesus spoke in the New Testament had to do directly and indirectly with our money and our possessions. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you will find one, of, one out of every 10 verses deal directly and indirectly with our money and with our possessions. In fact, when you begin to do statistically, he spoke more about money than he did about prayer, than he did about faith, than he did about heaven. And so here are the two temptations that happen in our lives, and I want you to write this down is we are tempted to serve money. Now, what does that mean? The Bible says in Matthew 6, 24, this is Jesus. No one can serve two masters, for either he's going to hate one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So Jesus said it's impossible to live life... And not serve one thing or another. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve money. Why did Jesus use money? Why didn't he say you're either going to serve God or popularity? You're either going to serve God or power or yourself. He knew that money would be something that would always get our attention. He knew that money would be something that would, uh, we would really surround our lives around. Because I would argue today that money has a lot to do with everything we do in life. Am I right? And here's the thing about money. We always think that money is the answer to everything. I mean, if I just had a little bit more money, I'd be a little bit more secure. If I had a little bit more money, man, I can, I can give to God. I can, I can tithe. I can do that. And you even hear people say, well, you know, I'm making the sacrifice right now to make all this money because I want to give my children the lifestyle that I didn't have. You ever heard that? Meanwhile, they want your time, they want your attention, but you robbed them of that. And we're tempted to basically serve money rather than money serving you. The second temptation we have, listen to me real quick, and I'm going to qualify what I'm saying, is we're tempted to love money. The Bible says in 2 Timothy, or 1 Timothy 6.10, it says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from their faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Now, let me just say this again. Money is not the root of evil. The love of money. The love of money. There used to be an old Pink Floyd song. I don't know if you guys ever heard that song. Money, it's a crime. You guys ever hear? hear man, nobody hear Pink Floyd. That was my, that was a band I used to listen to all the time. And he, he said, money is the root of all evil. And I said, no, no, Pink Floyd. The love of money. Not money itself. Money is neutral. It's what you do with your money. Money is neither good or bad. It's basically what you do with the money. When you love money, then it becomes wrong. But money could be used for something great. You can bless someone. You can help someone out. So money's neutral. It's what you do with the money. How you use it is what matters. And how you use it has to do with your heart. And generally speaking, people don't realize that money, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, rich people love money. No, usually people that are rich just know how to manage money. I've met a lot of poor people that love money. The minute they have that money, man, they spend it. Right? They don't know how to manage it. And a lot of people said, man, if I just had, if, if you know, some, some people that don't have a lot of money right now are still in a lot of debt, and you don't have a lot of money. And they think, well, if I just had more money, I wouldn't be in debt. Let me tell you, if you're in debt with a little money that you have, later on when you get more money, you'll still be in debt. In fact, you'll be in deeper debt. Yeah. So it's how you manage your money. You said, man, if I had more money, I'd be more generous. Man, if you're not generous with the money you have now, you won't be generous when you get more money. I'm just being honest with you. So, uh, our finances and how we manage it is the great magnifier. It magnifies who we are and it magnifies what we do. Ecclesiastic says this look at what it says. Ecclesiastic chapter 5, verse 10 Whoever loves money never has enough. Remember earlier I asked you how many could use a little bit more money? It said whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. So, again, I asked you, if you didn't have, if you could use a little bit more money, you know, you said, that's me. Well, the Bible says you'll never have enough if that's always the issue. It's always the issue. I just need a little bit more, a little bit more. I, I can tell you, I, I've lived that way. I mean, when I was younger, I said, man, if I, just made a, if I could just make this much money. And how many know, by the time you made that money, you go, man, I still need more money. If I could just make this much more money. You know, you're working a job. And man, if they promote me to this, man, and that, that would just be so cool. I'd be make, man, my goodness, if I could just make that. And then you make that and you realize, man, it's not the amount of money. It's the attitude of our heart. And if we're not careful, our lifestyle begins to dictate how we spend our money. And it has a lot to do with your spirituality. And I have to agree with uh, Pastor Isaac. If you guys can lower down a little bit of this monitor, and I am feeling like I'm, I'm feeling like I'm in an echo room here. I'm echoing. I don't know why. So we have to step out of this mode today, where money doesn't serve you, but you serve God, and money, or you don't serve money, but you serve God, and money serves you. When you serve God, it gives you the ability to dictate what money does for you and this is why king solomon he gave us some great advice he gave us some great wisdom i told you when i first started this series that if you begin to read the book of proverbs and uh, there's 31 chapters you can b- read a chapter a day and it'll give you wisdom for that day and and actually king solomon spoke a lot about finances he talked a lot about wealth he had a lot of wealth he's one of the richest king that ever lived and he understood how to handle money and what money did to people and i believe today as people of god god wants to help you manage your money is that all right yeah. all right you guys gonna be okay here i'm you know yeah. you, guys, you don't get upset at me don't throw stuff at me i'm gonna try to help you try to help you how many remember that old commercial when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen? You remember that commercial? Everybody, E.F. Hutton spoke, everybody got quiet to hear. Well, this is, I think, when King Solomon speaks, we need to listen. And so he gives us four or five different things on how to ma- manage money that'll really help you and in in have some financial freedom. So, write this down. I'm going to go over each one. Keep good records. Keep a good record of your money. Plan your spending. Don't just spend impulsively. I remember going to Walmart and this lady. She was in one of those uh, uh, power chairs, right? That was you call them power chairs. And she was shopping, and, and she would just say, "Oh, that. You know what? Get, put that over here." And she just grabbed that. Uh, you know what? I, you know, go ahead, put that over here too. And she put that in her basket. By the time she got into, literally, I was behind her. By the time we got into paying for everything, she was there in the little counter. She goes, oh, that over there." You know what? She goes, "I just don't know what to do with that." Like, go ahead, bring, put that over here. And she had this whole thing. Wow. And I go, man, this lady is just buying impulsively, man she just doesn't know what to do and she was laughing about it right so plan your spending number three save for the future all right enjoy what you already have what good is it if you have money and you don't even enjoy it and number five you ready for this give back to god So I'm going to show you here how to do this, and I'm going to break it down as fast as I could. Number one, keep good records. Look at what he says in Proverbs uh, 27, verse 23. This is going to help you. Riches can disappear fast, so watch your business interests closely. Know the state of your flocks. So in those days, every shepherd took care of their flock. It represented their assets, and they kept track financially of their herd and they kept track financially of how many sheep they had and so what he's saying is uh, know where your money goes if you don't know where your money goes you're in trouble i've met people before they have no idea where they where they spent their money they have no idea where the money went somebody said money used to talk now it quietly slips away <laughs> it's just what happened to it proverbs 23 23 get the facts of any price in other words you need to be realistic what you're really doing you know ignorance plus easy credit equals trouble you need to know where your money goes four things uh, you need to know you need to know what you owe write this down you need to know what you own number three you need to know what you earn and number four you need where you know where it goes so keep a law, keep a record, whether you write it down. I use an app. An app shows you everything, gives you everything, how much. In the, at the end of the month, it'll show you where you spent your money. It'll give you a record of how much you spent eating out, how much you spent for utilities and all of that. And, and it gives you a good amount. It, it, it keeps your balance. Are you with me? Some people think, man, like little kids, you know, Dad, buy this, Dad, buy that. He goes, no, no, we don't have the money. He goes, yeah, just put the little card. <laughs> in the machine it says yeah well that little card represents something yeah you have that little card just go over there and put it in the machine you can just buy whatever you want do you have time think about this do you have time to worry about your finances if you have time to worry about your finances then you have time to keep good record of your finances know where you spend your money know what you do Usually, when I go to shopping, or my wife and I go shopping, when I get home, I just begin to log everything. I'll look at my bank statement, and just I'll take five minutes to log everything I spent that day to make sure. No, okay, this is where we're at. Number two, you ready for this? Plan your spending. This is the principle what I talked about. Your budget. Stick to your budget. Proverbs 21.5. Plan carefully and you will have plenty. If you act too quickly, you will never have enough. So financial freedom is determined by how much, not determined by how much you make, but it's determined by how much you spend. How do you spend? They said the average American spends six hours a week shopping. I think, I think they're not from Los Angeles. I think uh, if you live in L.A., that's a whole different thing. Uh, and, and there's a lot of people today. They, this is another statistic. They said the more educated you are, the more you like to shop. I don't know where that study came from. And if we're not careful, we respond to com- commercials, and we respond to advertisements. We're, we're emotionally uh, people. They draw on us. And, and you know, I got to have it right now. You didn't even plan to have it, but you saw it on TV. go, man, I got to have that. <laughs> they got you, man. That's what advertisement is. You weren't even thinking about that. But as soon as you saw man, I see, man, I need that. Like How are we going to get that? And they said, five easy payments. I've never heard of one easy payment, let's, let alone five. <laughs> There's nothing easy. How many know those payments are not easy? And then when you go shopping, they have it on the end right there so that you can walk and you go, oh, man, look at that. You weren't even thinking about that, but they put it right on the end so that you could see it and you could say, man, this $39.99, that's not a lot. Right? Look at how much we're saving. And people say, man, if I don't buy it now, it's going to cost me more later. But I saved so much money. Yeah, you guys are quiet out there. (laughs) Proverbs 21.20. You want to hear some wisdom? Stupid people spend their money as fast as they get it. That's the Bible. Dumb people. They spend their money as fast as they get it. See, are you a shopaholic? Are you a person that just right away you want to buy this and want to buy that? A budget. Let me tell you, a budget the definition of a budget is simply planning your spending budget is telling your money where you want it to go not where it tells you to go can you say amen when you make large financial decisions you don't make it alone you make it as a family what is this expense going to cost my family you pray about a large purchase. You don't just show up and say, honey, you're going to get mad, but I you know, my goodness, we didn't even talk about this. Hey, Amen. I'm going to be in trouble. Number three, ready for this? <laughs> Save for the future. Look at what, look at what uh, King Solomon said. He said, the wise man saves for the future. Listen to this. This is a statistic. The average Japanese person saves 25% of their income. The average European person saves 18%. The average American only saves 5% of their income. I think it probably changed. These are, these are statistics way back. We think, well, I'm the master of my MasterCard. No, <laughs> MasterCard owns you, man. I'm just being honest too, with you today. Proverbs 13, 11, he grows rich who accumulates little by little. You need to set some goals for you to begin to save some money. Begin to think about, man, how can I save a little bit of this and a little bit of that? I'm not going to spend everything that I got. Uh, Proverbs chapter 6 says, consider the ant. He talks about how the ant stores up a little at a time so that winter comes, they have enough already saved. So we need to think about, man, am I saving some of that money or am I spending everything I have? See, when you don't have anything saved, when something happens, you're going to say, man, I don't have anything to cover it. You should. You should have been saving. You should have been saving some of that money. You should have been putting some money aside. Number four, you ready for this? Enjoy what you have. Enjoy what you have, not what you don't have. Our problem is we have things but then we want more and we're not enjoying what we already have. Look at what it says here in Proverbs 21:17, indulging in luxuries, wine and rich food will never make you wealthy. It says, if you're always indulging in all these different things, you're never going to be wealthy. You're never going to accumulate anything. You're never going to have enough. And this is why, if we're not careful, we begin to have this unlimited budget. Let me just tell you something real quick. A lot of us are saying, Pastor, there's no way I I can save any money. There's no way I can have any extra money. Can I just be honest with you? All of you in this room can save money. How? Stop going to Starbucks every day. Make your own coffee. I make my own coffee every day. Make your own coffee. Just do that. Stop, stop going and eating out every day. Eat at home. If you bought some food, that food will last you a couple days. Maybe a week. But if you're spending, if you're going out every day, you're never going to save no money. Stop shopping all the time and every day. Only shop for what you need. Yeah, See, I look at. I saved you money. I'm not even charging you. I'm not even Dave Ramsey. Yeah. I'm not even charging you here already. <laughs> there are a lot of ways you can save money. Maybe, maybe, maybe you ought to look at your cable thing and say, maybe you don't need all those channels. Yeah. But not, maybe you don't need cable at all. I'm just telling you, maybe Netflix and all Prime and all that, you don't really all need all that. Yeah. That'll save you some money. See, I saved you money just like that. Yeah. I was talking to somebody. He said, man, when I got saved, I saved money. I was spending money on drugs, cocaine, alcohol. He goes, I saved he goes now that I got saved, I'm saving money. Hallelujah. I don't have to waste my money. See, you, when you get saved, you even save money here just coming to church. <laughs> Save your soul and save your money. Man, that's awesome. It all works together. They tell us that by the time a person graduates high school, they would have watched 350,000 commercials. And so we live in a time today where we constantly have all of these commercials, and what happens is we become discontent with what we have. And we're not happy with what we have. You know, I believe in this. Sometimes you just need to wait until you have the money, not put it on the credit card. Am I right? The Bible says, Hebrews 13:5, be content with what you have. Be content with it. My sons have, I have one son left in the house. And we're going to believe God's going to get married. No, we're going to, yeah, no, not here. I'm sorry. I just, we love them. And uh, my other sons, you know, I, I, I recently did a little bit of uh, remodeling in my house I hadn't done in years. And, and my son said, why, why you do this now that we've all moved out? And I said, well, as soon as the two of you moved out, I saved money. Amen. There's less water being used, less electricity. Uh, I, I don't have to spend as much on food. So I go, two you guys moved out. Man, I started saving you some money. So now that you're out, guess what? I can do a couple of things around the house now. I'm saving money. Yeah. Saves a little bit of money now, right? And, and actually, I saved some money so that I don't have to put it on debt and I don't have to get a loan. Are you with me? So you, 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 So there's some things you just have to wait. Call Patience called saving money, being content during that time for what you have, not having to do it immediately. Am I right? We, we, today, we got 20-year-olds that want what 50-year-old want. Hey, you have to work for it, man. You got to save some money for it. Are you with me? <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, I'm preaching good, better than you're clapping, but that's okay. <laughs> I believe today that if we're content with what we have, we don't have to be so worried about what we don't have. And then you'll be able to save to get something later on. Maybe, maybe you can't have a new car today, but if you saved enough money, you can buy a new car. Yeah. Or you can buy a better car. What I'm saying to you is we've got to look at our money not as something we're in bondage to. Money is serving us. We're not serving money. Can you say Amen. amen. That means sometimes we've got to change our lifestyle and how, how different things that we don't need this, we don't need that. We're not trying to keep up with people. We're spending money we don't have to keep up with people we don't like, amen, buying things we don't need. Am I right? Yeah. And so this is why it's so important that we get the wisdom of God when it comes to our finances. And here's our last one today. When you're able to do all of this, you're able to give back to God. How many know that's a good thing? Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord by giving him the first part, not the leftovers, of all your income, and he will fill your barns uh, with overflowing. So God will bless you. Well, Pastor, do I give from my growth or do I give from my net? Do you want God to bless your net or your growth? I think I want God to bless everything I have. I'm going to tithe for my growth. In other words, I'm going to give God what belongs to him. Uh, what often happens if we're not careful, we're giving God the leftovers when we ought to give God first. Amen. Say, God, because I have it, it's because you blessed me with it, I can put you first. Here's what the Bible said. Jesus said this, Matthew six thirty-three. seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added on to you. I was watching um, a documentary. I forget the name of it, but it was uh, People Who Made America. I think Industry That Made America or, or People That Made America. And it talks about how all these industries started. And run, one of them was uh, Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller. And I, I, there's a documentary. I've read about this before, but I was watching this documentary. I don't know if it was on... Um, I forget what channel that was, but anyway, I was watching it, and this guy, Rockefeller, one of the key things to his life is that everything he made, he gave 10% to God. He gave his tithes every time, and he believed in tithing. You can look him up. You can go Wikipedia, whatever you want. Look up John Rockefeller, and this guy ties faithfully to God. At the end of the life, he was looking for ways to give away his money to different causes. And this is what he said. He goes, I save 10%, I give 10%, and I live on the rest. Wow, that's quite a pretty good thing here. At the end of his life, though, he began to give away his money. And I, be, I begin to think, here's this man, one of the richest men, Rockefeller. If you, if you look at the foundation, his family, all of that, one of the things that he attributes his wealth is he said, I gave to God first, and that's why God blessed me. And he got strategy in how to make more money because he gave to God first. You look him up. Proverbs 10:16: The good man earned advance, or a good man's earnings advance the cause Of righteousness. So when you begin to, if you're a good man, you're going to advance God's cause. Proverbs 22 9, a generous man will have God's blessing. So when you're not giving to God, you're cheating yourself of the blessing of God. You're cheating yourself from God's blessing on your life. If you'll begin to put these principles in line, keeping good records, planning your spending, saving for the future, enjoying what you have, and putting God first, I'm telling you today, you cannot go wrong. You'll see the blessing of God financially on your life. All of us today, it's terrible to think that in high school, they never taught us how to budget our money. They never teach you. Hopefully, your parents begin to show you how to spend money, your parents, or someone that you know. Thank God I had some older brothers, and they showed me how to spend money. And back then it was uh, uh, you write a check and you, and you kept a little log, your little record thing there. What would they call the Yeah, check and balance. but it's called something else, uh, register register i remember i had a little register and one of my brothers taught me and we went open a bank account and he said hey every time you spend money you're gonna have to put it in that register and make sure you add right man if you add it wrong you forgot a zero you're in trouble (laughs) i remember a couple of times i didn't add right i go oh my gosh i was in a rush thought i had more money than i did I go, oh my goodness that was an error Thank God for apps. Now you just put in the money and it it all balances it for you, right? And and I remember learning that and it really helped me how to budget my money and how to put God first. Isaiah 55.2, why spend money on what does not satisfy? Thank God. Amen. We could spend our money on a lot of things. But friend, when you put it into God's house and you put it into the kingdom of God, you're going to see the blessing of God. Of God, And I believe today, as we begin to put God first, you're going to see the blessing of God. I'm going to read this last scripture, Luke 16, 11. If you have not been trustworthy and handling worldly well, God will not entrust you with spiritual or true spiritual riches. See, we want... The spiritual riches of God. We want the giftings of God. We want God's favor and God's gifting. He said, but if you haven't been, if you haven't been faithful with what the worldly wealth, how is God going to give you spiritual wealth? Friend, I'll tell you, when we begin to put God first, when we begin to ask God for wisdom and keeping records and all of these things, I'm telling you today, you're going to walk around blessed. You're going to see that your, your money is going to expand. You're going to see that, man, I, I, I have more money than I, than, than I ever thought. Somehow, when I put God first and I begin to put it into action, the blessing of God will begin to flow. And I want to pray today. I want to pray for people today that maybe you're going through a financial crisis. I'm going to pray that God will begin to shift things around financially for you. I want to pray for some of you that, yes, you're, you do need a promotion. I'm praying that God will bless you with a promotion. But you're going to be faithful financially as well. I'm going to pray for you that God bless you. Because I believe the people of God need to be blessed. Can you say amen? Need to be blessed. I was sharing with the prayer group uh, Saturday. And I'm always fascinated. I'm always moved. There's a certain guy. I don't even remember what his name is. But. What he'll do is he'll ask somebody on the street, "Hey, do you have two dollars to help me with the bus, or I need two dollars to buy my child something, and I don't have enough money?" And people will say, "Oh, sure, I'll help you." And then they give him the money. He goes, "Why'd you help me?" And they go, "Well, I, I needed some help." He goes, "Well, any," I said to myself, "Whoever helped me, whoever was kind to me, the first person kind to me, I'm gonna give him a thousand dollars." And he gives him a thousand dollars. I'm gonna give you five hundred. And every, those people, man, you'd be surprised that some of them weren't working. Some of them were in a bad situation. They go, but you're in a bad situation. Why'd you help me? They go, well, I figured, hey, you know what? I, I at least I have some money. I can help you. And he gave them a thousand. Gave them five hundred. I'm just thinking, man, what a what a miracle! How somebody like this guy can go around blessing people. Could you imagine if you can do that? Go around giving somebody $500, $1,000, how good it would make you feel. And you can literally change somebody's life. I believe God's going to bless you that way. Is that all right? Amen. Why don't we pray? Why don't we pray? Father, in the name of Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com.